This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Guna Talk back again with you guys for another episode of our Let's Talk Arsenal series joining you today at 8am instead of the Arsenal transfer show of course because Arsenal played last night and battered Chelsea 4-0 in a really encouraging game. Uh, I'm not going to go and fly off the handle it is of course pre-season I am a little bit, a little tiny, tiny little bit excited about um, what some of the stuff we saw in the game. Uh, I'm sure a lot of you stayed up to watch it. I couldn't just, you know, just couldn't, just couldn't do it. I, I tried, I tried really hard, but I couldn't. And so I crammed the entire uh, <laughs> game into uh, about an hour this morning, um, getting obviously the show together and cramming it all in as possible. So I am going to be looking to you guys in the chat box as well to give me plenty of your thoughts and feelings about things but uh, I've got a pretty darn good grasp uh, on things from what I crammed in this morning and, and managed to get involved with I tell you what Y Scout is a is a wonderful wonderful thing at times and uh, so is Twitter um, but uh, we've got plenty of assets uh, indeed good morning uh, Owen says has that shirt left your back yet yes I wore it on Thursday cleaned yesterday worn today it's uh yeah, Thursday, Friday, Sunday, isn't it? I'm already forgetting the days, but I'm going off to a festival today and I'm so tempted to wear it to a festival. I just I just, just think it's that good that I can wear it anywhere. And I kind of want to test how how much I can wear it into lots of different places because it's just so good. Such a good shirt. Good morning, everybody in the chat box. Good morning to Ignorant Ollie. Good morning to Afsar. Good morning to uh, Paul. Good morning. Uh, Awais, Kaiser, uh, Steve, uh, Anthony, Paul, Harvey. Good morning, guys. Stephen Blackshine, uh, Paul. We've got uh, Harvey and Owen. We've got Kabir, we've got Elder and Matt G, Steve Stone, who says, what a poll question this morning. I'm trying to be so hard to keep a lid on it, knowing it's a preseason friendly. But there are some good, good things happening. Yesterday's poll question you can vote on in the chat box. The question is, can we get a little bit, tiny, teeny, weedy, little bit excited about that result? Uh, your options are yes, of which 63% of you have gone with. No, which 4% of you have gone with. And no, dot, dot, dot. 
okay maybe a little bit and 33 percent of you have gone for that which is great basically 96 percent of you were excited <laughs> about the game last night which is completely accurate as to how i'm feeling right now i'm like 96 percent buzzing four percent like calm down just calm down needs to be okay but 96 percent is a good number <laughs> you know i think 96 percent of excitement is brilliant um Let's go to scrolling up a little bit more. Let's get some of your thoughts. Yeah, let's go into the game. Let's start getting your thoughts and your feelings into about the game on specific players. I mean, let's start with the goal scorer who opened the scoring in Gabriel Jesus. Uh, Chalabar did some really good defending and then just his brain just melted <laughs> for some reason and passed it straight into Arsenal's midfield. The pass, though, straight. And I think it was Xhaka, although it was tricky to see on the awful thing that I managed to watch the game on. Um, into Jesus was just sublime, like right-footed ball straight through the gap. Jesus managing to stay on side as well. VAR, I'm sure, would have had a look at that, but he looked dead level uh, to the point that he received the ball. The finish is just so classy. It's just such a classy Jesus-style finish that I'm expecting us to see plenty of this season. You know, there are going to be plenty of games where Arsenal are going to have to try and break down their opponents. That's going to be where the tests are for Arsenal. Chelsea, your cities, your Liverpools, these are the games where Arsenal are going to get more joy on the counter as we did last night. And of course, when you get those opportunities, you need someone that's going to be quick, clinical and good with their decision making. And ultimately, Jesus did all of those things. And the finish over Ed, uh, uh, Mendy was just brilliant. You know, a really, really solid striker number nine type finish. And that's what we're going to want to see from him next season. Um, George says, what I've seen from Jesus is he makes a lot of defenders melt. Xhaka was genuinely incredible last night. I mean, we'll talk about some of the other goals and Xhaka's involvement as well. But yeah, I, I we'll save the Xhaka bit. We'll keep we'll keep the Jesus hype real for a second and, and talk about him. John says, uh, Martin Odegaard is world-class. The spine of Gabriel Jesus, Partey, Odegaard, um, and Gabriel uh, Magalash is up top. Is is thing is a thing of beauty. Yeah, stunning result. Really, really strong. And, and that spine is is improving. And you know Saliba in that back line. Wow. I mean, we we knew the guy was good. We knew that he developed a hell of a lot whilst on loan with Marseille. But the speed, the power, the composure in his game for a 21-year-old centre-back has just come on leaps and bounds. I'm sorry, but there is no one going to tell me how important that loan move to Marseille was to get him to that level because that we just needed him to play every single week and that wasn't going to happen last season at his age of 19, 20 years of age. He's come in and now we've got a brilliant system. And to be honest, you know, in the first game of next season, Tommy Asu is going to be, he's a week away apparently from, from full training. I don't think Tommy Asu is going to be fit enough to start the Crystal Palace game. I think I would go with what we saw tonight, pretty much that team. You know, that entire team that we saw tonight, I think is what we should probably start with against Crystal Palace. You know, that that is probably, bar Tommy Asu, our best team right now. Um, we've got a couple more signings I think we're going to make, fingers crossed. But I think that right now is our best team. And it's, it's a very, very good one. A very, very good one indeed. Um, Owen says, this is the point in getting your business done earlier. Jesus has been getting warmed up rather than getting a bit part player for City during preseason. He's the star of preseason. You know, he's, he's absolutely the main focus, the, the poster boy of ever all the headline act, if you will. Lots of festival uh, analogies coming into today's show for obvious reasons. Um, but yeah, he is just being able to 
just to be brilliant, you know, at this stage and to really show what he's capable of. Uh, Ramsdale had some really nice passes straight to Jesus. His distribution is always going to be really a strong part of his team, uh, of his game, sorry, and, and really help this team. That's what we want him to do is to be able to find those cute passes out from the goalkeeper position that can set us off on attacks. And I think that we saw that from him. Uh, let's go to scrolling down a little bit more. Uh, Paul says the new faces of Zinchenko, Saliba, Jesus are all top, top players. We played so well that Tavares was looking good and loved that he got into the row. Uh, with went around with Reese James 4-0, let that sink in. Yeah, look, I think Tavares is probably going to move on. I think we know that right now. I think Tavares is going to go on loan to Atalanta at this stage. It seems like that's a, a deal that's closing in on a on, on a finalization i think that if that's even a word um <laughs> i know i create <laughs> basically language at this stage but yeah he is from what it sounds like it's going to go off on loan to atalanta arsenal Tierney and zinchenko should be enough for them this season even if Tierney is to be injured you've got uh you've got zinchenko there i think we've got depth in that position as well the other players tommy asu can obviously play there cedric can argue play there as a fourth choice if you were desperate I think we've got depth in that position with Zinchenko coming in that we can afford to let Tavares go on loan next season. Uh, at all, says if Partey finishes, uh, so if Partey stays fit throughout the season, we're finishing top four easy. Uh, Sko says, of course, we can get excited. Sure, it's a friendly, but not only was it Chelsea's first team, but also we didn't win. We suffocated and destroyed them, especially in the first half. And in truth, it could have been seven or eight goals. You know, Saka had a great opportunity in the first half, should have cut back and squared it back to Martinelli. Um, that was the obvious choice. I think even Jesus is on the scene as well. He could have, he could have got it, uh, cut it back to him. So could have had another one. Erdegaard, by the way. Roy says, who can Erdegaard be compared to right now? Ex-Arsenal players among the current world footballers. What about Pedro from Barcelona? I don't like doing these comparisons with kind of old players. I like players being themselves and being their own and forging their own paths. And Erdegaard, for me, who who's on the back of this very shirt. You know, I, I look forward to seeing his game go to that next level this season. He got five goals and five assists last year. That needs to step up. I want to try I want to see him get into double figures for assists. I want to see him get as close to double figures as possible for goals. I want to see his level go up, not just to the next one, but I want to see two levels go up from Odegaard next year. Hopefully, he's going to be given the club captaincy. I say hopefully. I think he's the standout candidate above anyone else in the squad. Perhaps that says more about the lack of obvious ca uh, captain candidates than it does necessarily about Erdegaard being the captain but I still think that he can be absolutely Arsenal's captain he can be a leader he can be a voice for the side a real driver of this team has got experience of being a captain not only for Arsenal but of course also for his country I think that Erdegaard would be the better option for us this summer of the squad players or all of the players that we have available in the squad. Uh, Ashwin Watkins, Saliba is going to be worth Maguire money by the age of 22. And with the news regarding his contract, that is looking very, very positive for us indeed. Uh, John says, when we get Tommy Asu and Smith Rowe back, oh boy. And it looks like we've got a Virgil van Dijk Jr. in Saliba. Not there yet. But the upside is limitless. Kevin says, Ben White looked excellent at right back. Uh, Saliba, uh, he's on Van Dyke levels already. Zinchenko makes a big difference and Jesus is a different kind of animal. I absolutely agree with you. Carl says, what was the team? The team from front to back going off the top of my head, uh, Ramsdale, White, Saliba, Gabriel, Zinchenko, Partey, Xhaka, Martinelli, Saka, Odegaard and Jesus. Uh, Marquinhos also got a small cameo off the bench. Looked lively, looked energetic, didn't manage to get in the game loads and you wouldn't really expect that of him, but you know, I think he's, there's something there's something about him that I quite like and I want to see more of 
throughout the rest of this season. Uh, Dylan says, hey, Tom, I was at the match. We looked like a well-oiled machine and the atmosphere was absolutely bouncing. Amazing win. Yeah, to be fair, this US tour has been brilliant and fans like yourself, Dylan, and everybody else that's been in attendance has made this tour a huge success for Arsenal. You go up against, you know, when we're up against Everton or go up against Chelsea, the Arsenal fans stand out, like absolutely stand out. I've got now, and I'm going to try and build up more, you know, of these supporter club scarves on the wall because representing community and supporter clubs around the world is something that I look forward to hopefully doing throughout my life is getting to some of these supporter clubs around the world. That's it's something that I would love love to do um and uh, i hope it can become a reality maybe the next tour uh will be attended uh fingers crossed maybe we can do something uh let's go to josh says tom are we showing the benefits of a full pre-season we are of course and yes i know that it's not an excuse and you shouldn't have to have a full pre-season to have a very decent season and we didn't have a full pre-season last year and yet no we had a very decent season but we obviously needed to have this to gel the uh, the new players into the group Make sure Jesus hits the ground running. Make sure that other players like Saliba gets a full preseason. Zinchenko coming in, of course, getting some valuable minutes. He'll, of course, I think, start that game against Sevilla in the Emirates Cup next week. Uh, there's lots of positives to come from this, and I'm looking forward to it indeed. Uh, Stephen says, hi, Tom. Uh, hi, all. Uh, we have our Arsenal back in so many ways. Where are the Arteta out merchants? <laughs> I will hold judgment on the uh, the uh, AO crowd <laughs> for a preseason game, but I do think that uh, you know it's it's hopefully going to be a really positive season. I hope that we can all, as Arsenal fans, get behind. Um, Joshua says, "I'm not sure one player of the first eleven had a sub eight out of ten performance. What a really positive showing." Coming up uh, to the start of the new season. Ultimately, this game doesn't matter. Ultimately, the severe game doesn't matter. The only game that matters right now is Crystal Palace. We can't have all this excitement. We can't have all this build-up, all of this promise and not deliver. And, you know, we really struggled at Crystal Palace last season. Really, really struggled there. And it's going to be a cauldron of noise. It's going to be a hostile environment. And so far, the likes of Jesus and Saliba for Arsenal have not played in a hostile environment yet for Arsenal. They have for their teams, of course but they haven't for Arsenal. And sometimes Arsenal do melt a little bit in those environments, as we did last season at not only Selhurst Park, but at Spurs' stadium, but also at St. James's Park. And we did melt in those environments and we need to make sure that we don't. That's the test. That's where you have to show your mettle. So whilst we can be very much excited right now, you know, if we drop any points against Palace, even though you might look at a draw as, as a decent performance, we need to start the season off with a win. It's not like this is a game halfway through the season where you go, yeah, a draw at Selhurst Park's not the end of the world. We need to start with a win. We absolutely need to get the start getting that can kicked down the road as, as ferociously as we can. How's that for an analogy? <laughs> uh, got is different, says not focal. Uh, seven goals and four assists. Uh, brilliant stuff so far. Vichelle says, Tom, do you see White as a mainstay at right back? He was pretty good. I think he's going to play a fair amount from the sounds of things. You know, I don't think we're signing a right back this season. And the way in which he was decided to play there last night, I think, was very telling. Very, very telling indeed. Uh, and I think we may see that even more. Uh, Freddie says, Tom, please read Tuchel's excuses. They don't make any sense at all. Oh, I have not seen Tuchel's excuses. Please say that Tuchel uh, <laughs> was getting really annoyed. Um, let's go. Uh, Nizar Kinsella is my guy for Chelsea. If you're not following on Twitter, please do. He came on the channel and gave us some really good insight about Ryan Bertrand last summer, I, I remember. So let's go to 
uh, what he's saying. Tuchel says, we could feel the energy level drop after Las Vegas and after the Charlotte game because of the amount of traveling, the very humidity, the very hot temperature. We made it tough because it's now been two weeks on the road. Tuchel wasn't in the best mood tonight, <laughs> says Nizar, but he is interesting on a lack of goal scorers. Listen, it's the same players, so why should anything change? We'll see, hopefully, the development, but at the moment... We have the same issues because we have the same players. Given our last two weeks, our game today, we should not mention the two teams, Liverpool and Manchester City, in front of us. We got absolutely beaten by a team that does not play Champions League football next season and finish behind us. But at the moment, they seem far ahead. The saltiness. I love it. I love the saltiness. Unlucky, mate. Unlucky. Anyway, let's uh, let's jump over to uh, the press conference from Mikel Arteta. Let's read through some of the things that Arteta had to say. Hopefully, you can see this on your screen. We're going to go through some of the things that he said. We're not going to go through all of it because I don't want to bore you, but there were some important things to pick out, specifically on transfers and players. Uh, in terms of getting business done early, he said it's ideal for any coach that you ask. The earlier you get players, the better, because you need to get them in the cohesion of the team understanding each other, relaxed and comfortably social, uh, socially around the team. And the fact that he, Jesus, has been with us for a few weeks makes a huge difference. And I think obviously we're seeing that on the pitch now, guys, aren't we? We're seeing Jesus integrated, fully a part of things, fully assimilated. And yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing what he can bring to Arsenal next season. Remember, remember when we were talking about, oh, he needs to get at least, you know, 15 Premier League goals, he's never scored, you know, in my mind, from what I've seen from him and what I think he's capable of, I think 20 Premier League goals is not an unrealistic target for him to have next season. And we need to try and get him that many goals if we're going to want to try and get into that top four and higher next year. Uh, let's go into whether he was asked about whether the result changes anything in the transfer strategy. No, nothing. Uh, again, don't get carried away. There were a lot of positives. There are a lot of things we can do much, much better than we have done today as well. And we have to continue to improve as a team. I focus on the players that I have here available. We know what we would like to do is to get the best from the players that we have. In terms of the back four, uh, which is an interesting one, he says at the moment, Tierney and Tommy Asu are not fit. We have other options, but I think it was good to try different things to build some relationships in big matches. And I'm happy with the way they played. I think that's a really important point from Arteta is him saying about in big matches. I think that Ben White playing at right back with Saliba at right centre back is something that we might end up seeing in those big games away from home or even at home, I think there's a lot that we might be able to see from that style of play, that style of structure uh, that he's doing. Sophie joining us in the chat box. Uh, thank you for tuning in. If you're not subscribed to the Highbury squad, you should be. What on earth are you doing? So go and subscribe to the Highbury squad if you haven't done so already. Continuing forwards, uh, Ontinchenko, he says he was desperate to play and I knew that it was a maximum 45 minutes, but you could see straight away he was comfortable. He understands everything that I want. He understands the process, oh, the process, <laughs> and I thought he had a really good game. Yeah, he needed 45 minutes. I think you could tell that he was slightly off the pace of everybody else, which is fair. You know, he's only just got into training, man. City's tour started slightly later. And so that makes sense that he wasn't completely... Um, ready. Of course, he was also playing with his national side, Ukraine, which means he, he joined up with City later. But he was getting those minutes, which is important. He'll get more minutes. We'll probably get him up to speed against Sevilla as well. On Saliba, he says, I'm really pleased to see the way he is playing, the way he has adapted to the team, the maturity he's shown at 21 years of age, carrying on doing it. We will keep developing him. He has a huge potential. He is already a top player and we have to make him even better. Oh, I just love the compliments about Saliba. It just really just nails that whole argument of Arteta and doesn't like Saliba and will never use him. 
really does ruin the argument uh, that came through. Um, so yeah, just 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 loved it. Uh, a really important point here on Fabio Vieira and Tommy As, who said, yeah, Tommy uh, is really close to uh, uh, to starting some training sessions. Hopefully next week, and Fabio probably a little bit longer. I think he needs another week or so before he starts with the team. But he's been working hard, and he's been really unlucky to start his Arsenal career. Uh, in this way. So I don't think he'll be in the squad for Crystal Palace, unfortunately, but there's a good chance that he'll be in the squad for the following few games, especially off the bench and then starting to come into the team. It might be a while since we see, until we see Fabio Vieira starting games for Arsenal, because if you don't get that full pre-season, it can take us some time. Rotation is going to be key. I think the Europa League is going to be key for Vieira at the start and the cup games too. But I think we may struggle um, to see him play uh, and start games at the beginning of the season. But certainly an impact off the bench with the five substitutions that we're going to have is going to be interesting to see what he's capable of bringing to the side. Um, Jesus isn't an injury problem and he was taken off with no issue. It's just a slight knock, uh, which is not. It's just part of playing football, to be honest. Uh, and then in terms of signing American players, he says, we have already one that has signed, so it's a good start. Let's see how he adapts. But it's a huge market. There are a lot of opportunities there. And hopefully we can bring some more to make you happy. Um, it's, it is a market. It is absolutely a market that Arsenal need to be utilising the American market. The development of not just American players, but Canadian players as well. You know, the, the CSL that has been developed in the last few years has enabled Canadian football to really uh, progress. And that's why you've seen them develop into a team that are now moving towards playing in their first World Cup. Uh, and I'm looking, I'm pretty sure it's their first World Cup. I'm sorry if that's wrong. I'm just going off the top of my head, but I'm pretty sure that it is. Um, and yeah, we need to make sure we're across the American and Canadian markets because there's going to be some talents coming through that Arsenal are not going to want to miss out on. Uh, Crispy Rice, I think, is this the right name? Uh, thank you so much for becoming a member uh, and supporting the channel. Uh, do indeed um, join us. I'm really sorry if your name is actually Chris Pyrice. <laughs> Imagine if it was. Uh, Sko says, in attack and defence, we looked like we had uh, at least a one-man advantage at all times. It's just like, you know, the the movement, the energy, the desire, even in a game of no importance at all in terms of competition, uh, was really, really encouraging. There's, there is, as I think Martin Odegaard in his interview said, this team are motivated. This team are determined to get to a level that they want to get to that they failed at last season. And I think they've taken that personally. And I want them to take that personally. I want them, I want them to be hurt by what happened last season. Because we're hurt. And we were hurting from what happened last season. And that's what I want to see us kicking forwards. Matt Tomo, thank you so much as well for joining um, and becoming a member and supporting the channel. I'm sure the chat box is welcoming you. And Crispy Rice who confirms his name is indeed Crispy Rice, not Chris Pie Rice, although that's kind of funnier and I might stick with it. Uh, Brad's question, did uh, last night's game show where Arteta was alluding to when he said that we're short? Potentially, I think we've seen players come in like Jesus and Zinchenko and Saliba that have really filled certainly important gaps in the squad that we had at the end of last season, but we are waiting for a number of players to come back. The Smith, for instance, Smith Rowe needs to return, Tomiyasu, Tierney, we've already mentioned, needs to come back. Fabio Vieira needs to come into the team. We've got a lot of players still that aren't there that are going to make up this team. Um, so there you go. 
Um, let's go to, uh, we need to keep this work ethic and unity going, says Byron. Absolutely. House says 4 0 win is bragging rights. Uh, Fido says, Good morning, Tom, and the Arsenal family. Good morning to you. Uh, Cynic says, Any news when Brooke Norton Cuffey will join the team? Uh, he has been training with the youth sides, um, so I imagine he'd be involved with them. I don't think he'll be too much involved with the senior squad until maybe some of the League Cup games. Uh, Rule Waters has had a really good experience, of course, being with the side. He played against Everton, played against Nuremberg. He's had a really solid preseason for a player of just 17 years of age. Exciting young player. Uh, and we hope he can turn into something quite special for Arsenal as well. Akmal says, does this cement Zinchenko as mainly a left-back signing or do you think it was only because Tierney is injured? I think the Zinchenko, of course, will play a lot of games at left-back because of Tierney's situation. But I do think there's going to be scope to see Zinchenko play in the midfield role, potentially in the Europa League potentially in, in games that we need to kind of be a little bit more conservative with our game. Perhaps we go to a Xhaka Parte Zinchenko midfield three away at Anfield, something like that to give us something a little bit more sturdy. I think he gives us options and, and that's important is the versatility is the kind of malleableness of, of the team and how malleable the team can be for us to, to change and adapt to different situations. Uh, Kid says, I'd like to see Odegaard shoot from outside the box more. He had at least two chances to shoot and then turn the ball over because he was adamant to pass it instead. Of course, his first thought is always to try and find the player, but he scored his goal because he took his instinct and struck a great strike into the bottom right-hand corner. He needs to improve that for sure. I'm not going to debate that, but I think there is something special in that player that I cannot wait to see brought out to another level, hopefully this season. Uh, Christopher says, Tom, which club has had the best transfer window so far? Good question. I think Arsenal are certainly up there with the business that they've been able to do and still can do. Outs are a big thing for Arsenal that they still need to manage before the season or the window closes. I think Leeds have had a very good window. Uh, I think that, you know, you. whilst I don't rate Tottenham's particularly, um, I think that they've added players that are going to improve their squads, but I still don't rate their window wildly. Manchester City bringing in the players that they have, you know, they're adding Julian Alvarez and, and Haaland to the team is, is big, big boost. And Calvin Phillips, of course, too. Man United doesn't impress me. Um, Chelsea certainly doesn't impress me so far, really. I mean, Koulibaly, good player. P potentially, Kunda is, is, is a good signing, a very good signing, but they've still got to get that one over the line. Uh, and who's the other one that they've signed? Why is it escaping me? Who's the other one? Um, I'm sure I'm missing someone. Uh, I can't remember who the other one is. That tells you how much I think of it. Uh, VJ, thank you so much for the uh, super chat. Says Martinelli, Jesus, Saka seems to be our best front three. Yes, and to be fair, I haven't really given out Martinelli a shout out yet. I thought Martinelli was absolutely fantastic. Stretched the team. Energy was brilliant on the counter. Really strong, quick, pacey, threatening. Yeah, he's going to be, again, another player that goes to another level next season. Sterling, of course. Sterling is that player that's uh, a, a decent, very decent signing indeed. So Koulibaly uh, and, and Sterling being added to the team, potentially Kunda could be a, a strong one, but Chelsea need a goal scorer. They need a striker and they've not brought one in yet, which is, yeah, yeah, not great. Did Spurs play yesterday? I'm pretty sure they did. So have a quick check on... I haven't even looked at their fixtures, to be honest, across... Um, pre-season they played and beat Rangers 2-1 Harry Kane getting both goals who played no Basuma is Basuma injured or is he on the bench at all he did come off the bench to be fair uh, Longley came off the bench Perisic came off the bench Richarlison came off the bench but uh, yeah 2-1 win over them uh, what are their other results that they've done they drew against Sevilla and they beat a K-League 11 6-3 um, wow they conceded three goals Against 10 men. 
Wow, okay. Um, <laughs> well, I haven't checked Man United either. Man United fixtures of a quick check of what they've been doing. Uh, uh, Man United have drew with Aston Villa 2-2 yesterday. Jaden Sancho and an own goal. And uh, they can... Callum Chambers with a 93rd minute equaliser. Go on, Cal. Love that. Brilliant stuff. Seeing them not win games. Are Arsenal one of the only teams that have managed to win all of their preseason games? <laughs> Is, have we like the only team that's managed to do that? Beat uh, Man United, beat Crystal Palace and Melbourne victory. But from the looks of things, Arsenal may be one of the few teams the managed, I know that's not a trophy or anything to be wildly excited about, but it is quite amusing. And I'll all hang on to those little victories. Liverpool uh, lost to Manchester United. Um, they beat Crystal Palace. They beat Leipzig. And yeah, that's been their, their thing so far. Of course, Nunez with the four goals against RB Leipzig. But it seems that Arsenal have had a very, very good pre-season from the sounds of things. Uh, James, thank you so much for supporting the channel and becoming a new member. If you're wondering where on earth all of these guys are getting their memberships from, if you go to the link tree in the description uh, and you go to the uh, the link tree, it will tell you uh, where to go for TGT memberships. You get exclusive access to special emojis in the chat box, which become very fun throughout the course of the season, of course. Uh, and most importantly, if you become a TGT expert member or ambassador, you can join our Discord server, which is like the chat box, but 24 seven on tons of different topics and content and you get to come on the show for our members podcasts throughout the season we'll be doing all of our preview shows for the games where we get our members to come on the show and preview the games with me so if you're up for that sort of thing then do certainly join uh, as a member and support the channel uh, let's go to asmar who says hi tom uh, did you watch rafinha's goal against madrid had we got him it would have been a fantastic window yeah he looks really good really really good and he scored a, a good goal against miami too and assisted i think twice so rafinha is going to be a bit of a miss i'm gutted that we didn't get him but yeah um that's it's a shame but it is but it is and arsenal will hopefully move on to someone and get someone else in before the season is over uh, make sure if you haven't dropped a like on the video as well to do that and you dropped a vote on our poll. Let's have a quick check on that before we wrap things up. Hopefully, nearly over a 1,000 of you have voted. Nearly have. We're over nearly over 900 votes on the poll. So make sure if you haven't voted already, can we get a little bit excited about this result? 63% of you says yes. 7% of you says no. 30% of you says no. Okay, maybe a little bit. So 93% excitement. I can get on board with that. I quite like 93% of you being excited about yesterday's result. Thank you for tuning in. There won't be another show today because, as I say at the start of the show, I'm off to a festival in Brighton today, which I'm very much looking forward to. But there will be a show tomorrow morning at 8 a.m. as usual. We'll be catching you up on all of the latest Arsenal transfer news, breaking it down as usual as we go into the final two weeks before the season starts. There'll be plenty of predicted lineups, possible best teams, still transfer breakdowns, tier lists, and stuff like that. Potentially, we might do a tier list of our pre season performers that might be an idea to do uh in the week leading up to the crystal palace game and of course if you've got ideas and things you'd like to see on the channel make sure you leave them in the comment section below thank you so much for tuning in as always i will see you tomorrow morning at 8 a.m bright and early and as always up the arsenal it's the 90 plus minute all your mates around, and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go, and you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dipping, and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your McDelivery. You in? 
At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.